NBA Straya. How are you going? How you going? It is NBA Straya. It's Monday, February 28th. Start of a new week, bro. End of summer, man. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the internet of the NBA season. It's all happening right now. It's craziness. Uh, if you're in Queensland, hopefully you're staying dry. Hopefully your shit hasn't been ruined. Hope you're looking after yourself up there. Either way, we're here, repping Australia. Just a little bit, that's what we do. Here to wrap up all the NBA gush in the weekend, aren't we? That's right, Harden and Embiid. They've already ruined basketball. There's some sketchy shit going on with Ben Simmons and the Nets, if you ask me. Kyrie! Might be back on, uh, he might be rostered full-time again, man, rather than picking up casual hours down down with the Nets, man. Uh, so we've got some weekend winners and losers, uh, and all the games are in the weekend, and today, obviously, you're in the NBA straight game wraps on Juicy Slabber, that's not a knife, old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the weekend. There's your Nas, there's the unpopular opinion of the day, and there's our back take house. We're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch. Tell you what. Paddy has uh, had a bit of a rough one. Let's talk about that. And uh, we've got the Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and uh, the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Uh, and that'll be it because it's a late show today because it was a massive, massive, massive NBA day in the States. It just ran long. So what can you do? All right, let's get stuck in then. Episode 763 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. I don't know, better watch out for the uh, Sharif O'Neill attack if you're actually Shaq. Uh, Playing for LSU at the moment. Giving shit to his dad, saying, who's seven foot one? I'm either not six foot ten, or he's not seven foot one. Uh, pretty nice. Also, got to watch out for the completely washed attack. I am wiped out. I've had a uh, fucking weird thing with my neck the last couple of weeks. And uh, finally got some imaging done today, and it just fucking knocked me sideways. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we go with today's show. I'm fucked. Anyway, uh, let's start off today's show the way we start every show, in fact. Why not? With the daily. Whip around plenty of news from the weekend. Kyrie! Look, the key to NYC vaccine mandate is going to be lifted by March 7 uh, for unvaccinated, well, basically vaccine passport folks to be doing stuff in New York, uh, according to the Mayor Eric Adams. And essentially, look, the tricky part's going to be um, the private sector mandate will probably still be there in November 7 for employees, etc. cetera. Uh, so he might not be able to play as a net, but he could at least go to Barclays and hang out. Uh, which is pretty tricky. But essentially, it feels like by the time we get, what, about a week out from here, New York will be kind of like, ah, fuck it, and Kyrie will be back playing pretty soon, which is pretty big. I mean, you saw them on the weekend beat the Bucks. You've seen the way that Kyrie and KD have played together. We still, we'll get to Ben Simmons in a second, but uh, this team is like a little bit uh, friskier. Now they've got some extra pieces from the Harden trade. And if you've got Kyrie and, that's right, KD back soon, 
He's listed as out for their next game, but who knows? Might be back after that. Nets might be getting back on track, just saying. Speaking about getting back on track, we've got two big returnees. Markel Fultz. That's right, the forgotten man, the number one pick. The number one pick. Was it Fultz, Lonzo, Jason Tatum? 2017 NBA draft. So he tore his ACL what, over a year ago. He's going to be back tomorrow for the Magic Men against the Pacers. That's right. Remember, he plays for the Magic. Incredible scenes. Uh, so this happened, what, January 6, 2021, when he was playing the Cavs. Um, and now he's uh, going to be back, which is really cool. Let's see how his shot's going, I guess. It's going to be a fun aspect of it as well. Uh, probably not great for Ben Simmons uh, <laughs> when it's like, fucking even Markel Fultz can shoot, man. Yeah, good times. Uh, but the other returnee looks like Michael Porter Jr. What? Yeah, that's right. MPJ. Uh, look, he's progressing apparently to be cleared for on-court contact within the next week. So he'll be back in the lineup for the Nuggets sometime in March. That's huge. MPJ, basically with a back injury. He's had back surgery. Everyone's like, ah, well, that's done. The Nuggets are just kicking along, kicking ass, taking names, because Nikola Jokic, hello, is amazing. And they might get MPJ back in March. And Jamal Murray might be back. Who knows? Speaking of people who aren't going to be back, Anthony Davis, put your hands up if you had this one pegged. Oh, yeah, he's going to miss another four to five weeks with that right mid-foot strain. Oh, the bit where his fucking leg buckled and it looked like it nearly came off. Yeah. Uh, In a surprise twist, the one where they're like, oh, yeah, it'd be two to three weeks. It's AD. Two to three weeks without fail with AD is like five to six. Like, just it's how it goes. Uh, Good on him, but wow. So it doesn't help the Lakers right now. And I'll tell you what, they need it. We're going to get to them in a second. Uh, but four to five more weeks for AD. Dame, uh, he's gone through his initial phase of his rehab. He's had his surgery, his abdominal surgery. And he's gone through the initial bit of his rehab. Uh, so now he's going to be reconditioning, etc. Uh, a bunch of his strengthening program and basketball stuff. He'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks, which will be just enough time, bro, for us to tank all the way down and out of the play-in tournament. Good stuff, Portland. Uh, some good timing. Nurk is out for another, what, three weeks. Uh, Dame won't be back. So now you get to sort of uh, showcase them in the last couple of weeks of the season. Keep tanking and ship them out in the offseason. That's just beautiful. Thomas Sadoransky. He's going home. He's coming home. He's going back to Washington, they reckon. Uh, the Spurs uh, bought out Sato, who, look, was part of like the weird Thad Young and everybody sort of moving around deal. And uh, I kind of like thought Sato might be all right for the Spurs. This is like, you know, the heady sort of backup guard, but it's like, nah, we're going to buy him out. He's going to go sign with the Wizards. Josh Giddy still out with a hip injury, which kind of sucks. And this was a lot to do with uh, Mark Dugano, Dugano, uh, the OKC coach going, yeah, look, he's not going to be back in the next game. It might even be a bit longer than that. So hopefully Gids is back soon. Uh, because that Rookie of the Year run was sitting right there for him. And obviously, you just want him to be healthy. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like the Thunder don't need to tank anymore. Like, they're going to be one of the fourth worst teams no matter what. Uh, and SGA and Giddy playing together, I feel like that's pretty important to fix that up. So hopefully, Gids' hip is all right. And uh, Burn Simmons. Uh, so the excuses 
And coming out pretty uh, thick and fast at the moment for Simo, uh, dealing with back soreness while he's been reconditioning uh, to strengthen that area around his back before he can come back. So they've set no timetable for uh, Simo's return, have the nets. And uh, I love it. It's uncertain whether the three-time All-Star will clear necessary return to play hurdles for Nets' March 10 return trip to Philly. Not a fucking chance. We'll talk about that again later. And the saddest news from the weekend, Nathan Sobey. So this is not NBL Australia, but, I mean, we are NBA Australia. We're uh, basically one of the louder cheer squads for any Aussie who's out there playing hoops. Everybody. But Nathan Sobey had his fucking rose gold medal from the Tokyo Olympics stolen on the weekend. So this fucking sucks. Uh, so Sobe's tweeted out, and unfortunately last night our host house was broken into and my bronze medal was stolen along with some other small things. If anyone out there has any information, please let us know. That was retweeted by all these mates, all the other boomers, uh, jingles and bangers and Dally and Co. So hopefully Sobe gets it back. But what sort of dog fuck steals a bronze medal? You fucking pricks. Right. With all that said, let's get into the game wraps and then weekend winners and losers. Game wraps, 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 awesome games from the weekend. Watched a shit ton of them with the squid because I was just so, I don't know what is going on with my neck and throat and stuff. Fucking wiped all weekend as well. Uh, but, you know, hung out, watched a bit of hoops, <laughs> and the squid was like, this is all right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's just chill out, bro. Uh, Charlotte took care of Toronto, 125-93, and blew them away in the second. They're up like 40. Uh, it was a pretty crazy one, the Hornets. It's a big win. Indy and OKC played an absolute belter, uh, 129-125. OKC held on to win. SGA had 36. He was massive. The overtime was fucking hilarious because it was so bad. OKC scored six points. Indy scored two. And don't forget, there's five minutes in overtime. (laughs) If you've scored two points in five minutes, you should definitely fucking lose. Brutal. Uh, Orlando couldn't quite keep up with, uh, I believe, Houston, uh, which is a bit of a weird one. Like, Houston just sort of... No, Orlando beat Houston. What am I saying? Uh, (laughs) Because uh, 119-111, I picked Houston in this one. That was the problem. Uh, But they actually looked good. Orlando against a team that does not look good. And we mentioned on, was it Friday's program, seven things I don't give a fuck about for the rest of the season. The Rockets are one of them, and that's exactly the reason. Orlando are 14 and 47. Houston are 15 and 44. And Orlando just kicked the fuck out of them. Like, yeah, it's absolutely brutal. Chumuru Kiki was awesome. Wendell, he was looking great in that one, 24 and 12 for him. Uh, Kiki, though, at 26. Slightly uh, underrated season from Tumor. Anyway, San Antonio and Washington played an absolute fucking insane game as well. It was legitimately insane. Three, count them, three overtimes. Three! That's insane. Ends up 157 to 153. They scored over 300 points. That is incredible. Uh, double overtime wasn't three. What am I saying? Uh DeJunte Murray was incredible as well. He had 31, 14, and 13. Kuzma was absolutely crushing it. DeJunte missed, I think, two different game-winning, potential game-winners, and uh, missed them both. I think it was regulation and the first OT, obviously. Uh, Kuzma was incredible. He had 36. Calvin Johnson had 32. Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle had a career at 28. 
It was all going on. It was an insane game, but that's a big win for the Spurs because uh, had they not won that, oof, this season would look even worse. Miami kicked the shit out of New York, 115-100, but RJ Barrett had himself a game, 46. 46, and the Knicks lost. It's incredible. Almost scored all of their fucking points, and they lost the game. What is going on in New York, I ask you? I'll tell you what, nothing bloody good. Yeah, I guess they're going to pop up again later. Uh, and it's not going to be on the winner's list. I'll just leave it at that. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 115-100. It's just, they got absolutely throttled in the last quarter, did uh, the Knicks in that one. Scored 15 total points. Just the wheels are off at points. You're just like, what is happening with this team? Tibbs doesn't know what he's doing. Julius Randle was absolutely horrendous in that game as well. And uh, tell you what, not, not getting too much better, you know? It's just, you thought that they might still be able to turn around, but nah, they're just pretty shit. Uh, what else? That was a smashing Miami. Just fucking throttled them, as I said. Uh, what else happened? Philly, first game of the Harden and Beat area. Uh, era? Area, I guess that checks out. Uh, and James Harden tied Ben Simmons's career amount of threes as a Philadelphia Sixer in one game. Uh, they won 133-102 over Mini, 27-12 for Harden. They look good, just look clinical. And it's just one of those things where Embiid's realized, oh shit, he's probably the best player I've ever played with. God damn, he's good. And uh, Harden is loving it. He's got a big smile on his big old stupid face. We're the Rippers. But that was a big win, and then they backed it up again today. Uh, the Pelicans, they beat the, That's right. They absolutely straight killed Phoenix. It was crazy. So he got straight killed. 117-102. CJ McCollum just gives them such a fucking awesome all-round weapon. Spindles Ingram isn't firing at the moment, but he's just fitting in, and it's just kind of getting good. And uh, they took care of Phoenix without, obviously, CP3. After Phoenix had one good win, now it's a tough one for the rest of the weekend, I'll tell you that much. Book had 30, but yeah, CJ, too good. Dallas lost in Utah, 114-109. Donnie Mitchell went off uh, for 33, hit seven threes in that one. Luca had 23 points on an on a Kobe. Eight of 24. Kobe! Love that. And the Clippers, in probably the second funniest outcome of the weekend, the Clippers beat the Lakers. And uh, you might hear this a couple of times today. The Lakers stink! 105-102. The Clippers, look, I... Had picked the Lakers, but I had money on the Clippers because I'm smart. <laughs> so on Friday's show, I picked the Lakers. Then on Saturday, I'm like, wait, that was a horrible pick. What am I doing? Uh, the Lakers were down 16, though, and they were up pretty big late. Well, five, six points. And the Clippers just, their composure is crazy in uh, these side games. So the Lakers had it, and then they didn't. The Clippers just came all the way back. This game took fucking forever. Reggie Jackson was huge. Uh... LeBron had 21-11. Rusty and Mello both had 18, but the Clippers just held him off. Insane stuff. Then on Sunday, Boston took care of Detroit, 113-104. Uh, Toronto locked up two back-to-back absolute smashings uh, for Toronto. So he got straight killed. 127-100. Atlanta killed him. Trey Young was incredibly at 41. Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, took care of Washington. The Wizards playing at a back-to-back. That is a uh, rough weekend. Double overtime. They go into Cleveland and... Uh, yeah, big comeback win for the Cavs. Kuz had 34 in that one too, 92-86. San Antonio on their back-to-back as well also lost. Miami, also on a back-to-back though, held on to win this one, 133-129. Bam was incredible, 36-7-4 for him. Chicago hosted Memphis and DeMar DeRozan's run of eight-plus games with 35-plus points with uh, 
what is it, over 50% shooting. Came to an end finally. Couldn't buy a bucket tomorrow. Uh, 116-110, Memphis win it because Ja Morant is a fucking savage. 46 points. He was incredible. Incredible. DeMar still had 31, so he's still got 10 straight games of 30-plus, but jeez. Brooklyn had a huge comeback win over Milwaukee, 126-123. Uh, massive third quarter for the Nets. And Kyrie ends up with 38-5-5. and Big win. Big win. Shot 14-26 in that one. Anyway, uh, Denver held off Sacramento, 115-110. Joker had the 18-10-11 triple-double. And then today, Philly kicked the shit out of the Knicks, 125-109 in another game that took fucking forever to finish. Harden ends up with a triple-double, 29-10-16. Uh, RJ Barrett, again, good game, 24. Uh, again, a loss for the Knickerbockers. Phoenix hosted Utah. Awesome game. 118-114. The Jazz win. That's right. The Suns lose both games in the weekend. Uh, the Jazz, Donnie Mitchell had another blinder. And they just look they look a little bit discombobulated after they lost Joey Ingles. But now it looks like they're back on track. Boston got handled by Indy, which is, uh, tell you what, not great. 128-107. <laughs> and a lot of it was to do with like Indy's just... Out of nowhere, shooting like O'Shea Brissett hit six of nine. Nice from downtown. Um, I think there was like, uh, what, four of six from Tyrese Halliburton. He had 22 and nine assists. And they just smoked him. They went 17 to 33 from downtown, the paces. And uh, I'll tell you what, Tatum took 22 shots to get his 24 points. Jalen Brown was pretty good, 23, but just not much else elsewhere. 13 on 13 for Smart, etc. So it's a tough loss for Boston. But uh, Detroit, Charlotte played a blinder, 127. The Pistons beat the Hornets, 127-126 in overtime because the Hoosier, Kelly Olynyk, eh? Oh, watch, I'm going to hit in this game winner from the beast lane, eh? Look at this. Game winner at the buzzer, Kelly Olynyk has 20 points and the game-winning shot. It was incredible. Like, Detroit looked awesome in this game. 28 for Big Deke Bay. And Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant hit, what, Four threes, shot 11 of 19. He had 26. That was massive. And Charlotte, look, Miles Bridges was really good. Lamelo though, couldn't buy a bucket. And uh, they just shit the bed. That's a bad loss for Charlotte. The Clippers held off Houston, 99-98. Big comeback win for them. Flip side of the Lakers game. Uh, they were down big and came back and won it. Uh, Reggie Jackson, again, he's just playing out of his fucking skin at the minute. Uh, which is fun because uh, I just love saying Reggie Jackson. He had 26, 9, and 6. Zoobs was the big saving uh, dude in this one. Had a huge block on Christian Wood right at the end uh, that they reviewed. He had six blocks for the game. Ends up with 14 points, 15 rebounds, and six blocks. And pretty much saved the game with a block. It was awesome. Uh, That's a big win for the Clippers too. And Dallas, with the biggest, hugest, most amazing comeback of the day, beat the Warriors 107-101. The Warriors were up 21 points. They'd won 62 straight games when they're up over 20 points in a game. They're up 93-74, still with 10 minutes left. Boom. 26-1 to run by the Mavs. The Warriors didn't make a shot from basically that 10-minute mark till 1 minute 30 left. In, it was eight and a half minutes. They didn't score. That is insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, Wow. Uh, guess what? We're going to talk about that again later. Denver, they hold off Portland, kick the shit out of 124-92 because Joker is weird. 8, 18, and 11. What a line. And uh, finally, the Lakers, guess what? Uh, the Lakers stink! And they got absolutely obliterated at home. 
by the New Orleans Pelicans, 123-95. What a shit show for the Lakers. This was horrible. A, the entire game started off, nobody could score. And then the Pals just sort of went, hey, these guys might be bad. And they fucking killed them. They had 16 turnovers in the first half, the Lakers. It's the most for like a LeBron team for ages. It's the most for the Lakers since like 2013. It was a huge win for the Pals. Like they just sort of did whatever they wanted. And my God, the Lakers, they stink. The Lakers stink! So with that in mind, let's do some weekend winners. Oh my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken, Ken Brockman. Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. The Pelicans. Let's <laughs> just start there. Because they're rolling. They're in right now the play-in tournament. That's right. They're in the 10 spot. Uh, with Portland's loss today, uh, the Pals have equaled them in record. So 25-36. Which is pretty gnarly, considering this team started, what, 1-12 and 12 or something? Um, but they've won two on the trot, and what a weekend, though. They beat the Suns, and then they beat the Lakers. One of them, wild, by both of them, wildly convincing as well. Like, they, were, they bashed the Lakers like they were your little brother, and he broke your fucking Donatello or some shit. You remember the, uh, what was the van the Turtles had? It's fucking sick. I always wanted one of those. Um... I'm just saying that because one of my little brothers actually bought me a bunch of turtles for Christmas, which was probably one of the greatest Christmas presents I've ever gotten. Oh, and if anyone's ever thought, like, I feel like I may have mentioned this. I got given by old mate, I'm a weekend winner, because I want to say 2016, 17 or 18, I don't know. I got given, like, the massive, massive, massive Millennium Falcon Lego, and I finally finished it on the weekend. The squid's been yelling at me literally about it, for all three years of his life. It's been sitting on the kitchen table as I've slowly made it. So I'm a weekend winner as well. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. The Turtles. Yeah. You'd bash a little brother if he broke any of those. Uh, but the Pelicans, it's like, as I mentioned, like Brandon Spindles Ingram isn't exactly like fucking throwing down 30-point games, etc. But he's just doing enough. Been like, besides CJ McCollum, they've got... My name is Jonas. They've got some dogs on their team. And Zion's going to be looking at it going, wait, why would I want to go somewhere else? I know that I want to decide a big deal to be a big superstar, man. Well, how about you prove you can actually fucking play basketball first? Jesus, the Pelicans are ruling. I love it. And now they're in the playing uh, spots. The Sixers are weekend winners, obviously. Uh, two big wins on the weekend. Getting into a good gro- groove as well, just in general. They're in third. Um... 37-23, sitting kind of pretty. And Embiid Harden look like they kind of just, you know, have been playing together. for Like, there's still some uh, weird hitches, but the pick and roll, the two-man game between the two of them is already at, like, a level where you're like, oh, yeah, if you put two really fucking good plays together, it doesn't take them long to figure shit out, and away we go. Uh, another winner is the Strippers of Philly, because uh, Harden is just like, this is fucking awesome. He's the first player from the Sixers to ever have a 25-point, 15-assist, 5-assist, and 5-steal game in his second game with the Sixers. So they're all going to go to college, those strippers. Uh, the Nets, weekend winners, because that was a big win over the Bucks. I picked the Bucs. Uh, they've only got Kyrie out there. They had like a 42-point third quarter or something. And even though they copped the Kyrie ruling from New York, like it's still like only a week. It still is, like, it's a lot of games, I think, yeah, between 
now and when he's probably actually going to play again at home. But uh, it still feels like that they're going to get KD back pretty soon. They're going to get Kyrie back full-time rather than, you know, being rostered on for casual shifts. <laughs> and they'll get Simo. They'll have probably a month and a bit to sort of figure it all out. So it feels like that win over the Bucks was just a nice little step forward. So a big weekend win for them. The Nuggets! All they do is win. All they do is win, win. Talk about a win of the weekend for them. They beat the shit out of Portland. They sort of had Sacramento as well. Six straight, the Nuggets have won. Six. It's the longest winning streak in the NBA right now. The Nuggets. They've got Joker and Aaron Air Gordon and not a giant amount amount else. And that's maybe going to change with Michael Porter Jr. being back. Maybe they get Jam and Jamal Murray. Like, talk about a weekend winner, though. To get that MPJ news, why you've won six straight and Joker's, like, just putting his hand up for the MVP. It's like, holy shit. Here come the Nugs. So the thing is, like, they're basically tied with the Mavs in the 5-6 spot in the West. And, uh, like, they're pretty... Sitting pretty pretty, you know? In the top six, so... Good weekend for the Nugs, just in general. All right. Clippers, speaking of which, big weekend for them. Uh, they're in the eighth spot. They're 32 and 31. It's the first time they've been over 500 since Christmas, and that was a huge win of the Lakers. Like They kept their poise after they blew the lead, then they turned around, came back, and beat the Rockets today. Uh, got that big overturn challenge at the end, which was just so fucking cool, because Zoobs blocked the shit out of Christian Wood so clean. Uh, and they're hanging out in the eighth seed. You love to see it. Give me an 8-9 matchup of the Clippers-Lakers 100% of the time because uh, that'd be unreal. But the Clippers are doing it without Norm, without Paul George, without Kawhi. <laughs> and they're still in the 8 seed. It's fucking awesome. The Grizzlies! Weekend winners. They just went into Chicago and looked amazing. They're 42-20. and 20. They're third. Uh, they needed that as well after a couple of weird fucky losses, right? So they lose that weird Blazers game last week. Uh, they lost to the Wolves in that really tight game uh, on Friday. And basically, you're like, let's go Grizz. Yeah, sorry, they didn't win. They lost to the Blazers going into the All-Star break. And uh, back-to-back with the Minnesota loss, it was pretty rough. But they've, you know, come back fly, flying in off the top rope. Desmond Bean and, of course, Jamarant looking good, feeling good. 42-20, and 20, they're awesome. Take Going into Chicago and just taking care of the Bulls, like, that was a big fucking win. So good stuff, Memphis. Utah, first they handled Dallas in good fashion and then a massive win over Phoenix today because, I mean, A, that's a good pair of wins no matter what. But B, it sort of proves that, yeah, no, we still belong in the upper echelon of the West. It looked like we'd slipped. Looked a bit fucky, but Mitchell, Conley, Bojan, Bogdanovich, Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson, Rudy Gobez, etc. are kind of uh, clicking at the moment. Looking pretty good, looking a bit dangerous, and they kind of needed that because it's kept their noses like up on Dallas and uh, the Nugs by two and a half games. So two big wins where it's a weekend. We could e- easily see them losing both those. So good stuff, Utah. Uh, speaking of which, Donnie Mitchell, big weekend winner for him. Career-high seven made threes against the Mavs, and then Baxter was six made threes against Phoenix. So if he can uh, – look, we know that Donnie Mitchell loves, loves – a hardcore second half of the year run. So if he's firing up, watch out. And uh, I'll tell you what, Dallas. Beating, look, yes, they lost to Utah, but geez, beating Golden State again 
which is just seemingly what they keep doing. <laughs> it's like every time, ah, we'll play the Warriors and uh, maybe we'll beat them. It's like, oh, okay. They beat them early on in the season, then they got their asses kicked by them in Golden State, and then they've turned around and beaten them in Golden State in pretty amazing fashion. Like, that was a big comeback. I mean, they've got a junior Zinger Burger out there. Extreme Zinger Meal. Junior Zinger Meal in uh, Davish Patan's stupid Amish beard, who literally, it is disconcerting where it's like, ah, oh, it looks like a slightly shorter, kind of better, less janky Zinger. <laughs> I think that might be just the McChicken. Uh, <laughs> just not as good. Uh, and Dinwiddie just played his ass off. So I feel like for Dallas, the fact that they actually got a Spencer Dinwiddie who's very clearly not realizes that he's not the best player on the team and is like, ah, oh, I'm not the best player on the team. This is cool. He had 24 points today, shot 10 of 14. He was unreal. And uh, Luca though, just very clearly is like running every... You can see him every time they sort of do like the uh, bit of a handoff. Spencer Dinwiddie's like sort of like judging stuff, trying to figure out, oh, well, what am I? I might run up. Ah, fuck. Yeah, Luke has come over to take the ball off me. So, yeah, that's how it should be. I love it. Uh, But they're feeling, I don't know, just a bit dangerous, a bit imposing at times. Like, you don't come back from 21 down against the Warriors without a fucking, like, A, a pretty big run of luck. Like, they were two different... uh, Steph Curry layups that just rolled off the rim the wrong way. But still, like the shots that they hit, the way they sort of just clicked into their offense, it was awesome. And the defense, good shit. Anyway, what about some weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut Shut up. up. Loser. Loser. The Suns. Weekend losers. Uh, just as I said, ah, oh, the Suns will be fine. Don't worry. It's Point Booker. She'll be right. Boom, they lose uh, back-to-back games. <laughs> Only the second time all season they've lost back-to-back. Uh, but the Pelicans smoked them, and the Jazz just outworked them today. They were still in that fucking insane, like, Jazz game until Jay Crowder gets the rebound. Six, seven seconds left. It's like, all right, we're going to fix this one. Gets the ball back. Throws it out of bounds. They lose the game. Not ideal. Uh, but look, the Suns will be fine, obviously. And I think, what was it? The One of the seven things I was like, yeah, I do care about this seed. I didn't care about is that the West seeding for the one seed, the Suns were going to be fine. Boom, they lose two in a row out of nowhere. Just seemingly to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Uh, but the good thing for the Suns with it was that the Warriors also lost. So uh, they're still six games back, you know. But uh, look, the Suns, they'll be fine. They'll just go through like this weird readjustment period without CP3. Where, as I said in Friday's show, if they just go 500 the rest of the way, they're laughing. Just get CP3 back and you're good. The Raptors! Oh, that's a rough weekend. As I mentioned, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed! By the Hornets. Uh, down as much as 41, I think, at one point. No one could hit a shot. And then they got fucking killed again by Trey Young. So he got straight killed! Who had 41 and the Hawks just rolled him. Like, the, I think the worst part for the Raps, I think, in that game, they had two different runs that they gave up of 18-0 to zero and then 16-0. to zero. Before which they were up. <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. So suddenly they've lost four of their last five. They've slipped to seventh. The Nets are right on their heels, getting dudes back. 
Meanwhile, the Raps, look, we know that they've tightened up their uh, rotation. Fred Van Vliet's nursing a sore knee. He's probably going to have to take a couple of games off. But, look, the net, look, if you get overtaken by the Nets, that's fine. But it's sort of the Raps were right there and sort of ready to pounce, like, into the top six. And then losing four of those last five, like, they had been so good in, like, the sort of previous, what, six to eight weeks as Siakam had sort of really turned a big, big corner. And now it's just looking a little bit tougher. But, look, they'll be fine, presumably, because the uh, Wizards are the next losers because <laughs> they're shit. Ah, the Wizards. Look, I was sort of just, like, thinking about, oh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one, the Wizards losing in that massive overtime against San Antonio. And then you're like, oh, yeah, and then they lost to Cleveland. Cleveland! And... It's just two back-to-back games you can't give up if you're in the East and you're trying to make the play-in. So they drop two full games back of Atlanta now. And I think we can easily make the argument that Charlotte, Atlanta are substantially better than the Wiz. They'll be battling the Knicks, who have now lost five straight and are about to pop up again in a second. Like, the Wizards, though, Kuzma's been incredible. Their young dudes are fine. It does feel like the Wiz just need to go in the tank and just pack her up, boys, and... Just play the young dudes, see how they go, and away we go. But let's uh, stay there with the Knicks. They're also weekend losers because they're shit. I mean, it's obvious. The Knicks are horrible. The craziest part is I just don't know how this gets fixed, if it's fixable. Uh, This has happened, like, you know, RJ's come back. RJ drops 46. He's incredible. What a great, great, great game. But then Joel Embiid just steamrolled them with his 37. All their big dudes fouled out. That's five on the trot. They've lost to the Blazers, the Thunder, the Nets, the Heat, and the Sixers. They're playing the Sixers again in a couple of days' time, and it's like it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> like the Knicks, I know that they've you know banished Kemba Walker and uh, sort of sent him off, but just Julius Randle just can't play good. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Mitch Robinson fouled out in 17 minutes against the Sixers. Like, that is just some weekend loser territory where you're just like, oh, good. Okay. It's that sort of game, is it? And, uh, yeah, here we are. Anyway, uh, who are the other losers? The Bucks Blowing that wildly winnable game against the Nets. Look, it happens. But the Bucks have sneakily in, I don't know, they've basically gone 10 and 12, I think, in 2022. Uh, so a calendar year, they're just a bit wonky. And it feels like it is that sort of lack of size uh, where you're just kind of like, well, Bobby Portis has been our center for ages. But Giannis, Giroux, Middleton, it does feel like the Bucks are kind of like a bit of a machine, but just the lack of depth is really, really hurting them now. Like, as uh, we sort of talked about with Dante DiVincenzo and then losing Paddy Connaughton, all at once it's just... Sometimes a little bit too much to deal with. So, look, I expected a little bit of wonkiness from the Bucks. As long as they're sort of healthier going into the last month of the season, they'll be all right, though. Uh, tough one, though, to lose that Nets game. Uh, other weekend loses the Hornets. Big win over the Raptors, sure. But, look, they're now 2-10 in the last 12, and then they lose the Pistons on a Kelly Olenek buzzer beater. That is not a sentence that you should be hearing if you're a good team. They're 0-7 in overtime this year. Like... You should win. If you're good, you should win a couple of those overtime games, not lose all fucking seven. Like Detroit play hard. They're kind of fun. You can't really underestimate them, and that's what happened with the Hornets, and they got them. And the Hornets really needed all they... Like LaMelo had a chance to win it at the buzzer, and he like went too quickly. Anyway, 
Uh, but the Hornets, that is a tough one because now, as I sort of mentioned, like the lucky thing is we have to assume that they are still better than uh, Washington and New York, but the gap is still only two games. So Charlotte can't be fucking around and losing to Detroit, you know what I'm saying? The Kings, they just keep losing because they're shit. Uh, they're now like an hilarious three and a half games back of the Pelicans. They're in the 13th spot. They may have like done all of this trading and gone, we're going for it and have like the fifth worst record in the NBA. <laughs> they can end up with the number one pick. It'd be hilarious. Anyway, but they're losers. Uh, who else? Anyone lo- uh, watching Sixers uh, free throw competitions? I mean games. There you go. Uh, so when B goes for 27 free throws against the Knicks, it was brutal to watch. It's the second most by player since uh, Hacker Simo got kicked in a, what, a few years ago. And two games into the Harden and Bede era, Sixers have already set the season high for uh, free throws, made an attempt at in a game, going 39 of 44 from the line. Just, it stinks to watch. And I'm going to talk about it again later, but yeesh. Uh, other weekend losers, I wanted to say Detroit. Like, it's nice that you beat the Hornets, but also, like, that's a bad win <laughs> because they were sitting on 14 wins, which is, like, tied up with Orlando. Uh, but I guess, like, with the bottom three teams having pretty much the same, uh, you know, odds in the lottery, it doesn't really matter. But I don't know. There's kind of, like, a fun aspect to some of these Detroit games. Like, Cade Cunningham is wicked. We're seeing more Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, Big Beef Stew. I don't know. They're kind of fun. Uh, the Warriors, that's a big loss. Uh, that blown lead to the Mavs, it was brutal. They're 2-5 and five in their last seven. They're only one and a half games up on Memphis. Here we go. Who called it? Jimmy called it. Uh, the big, big chase isn't the Warriors going for the Suns in number one. It's the Grizzlies going for the Warriors in number two. So they're one and a half games back. As I said, 2-5 and five in their last seven games, the Warriors. So... Just saying, keep an eye on that. And then the last two, the Lakers, uh, to lose that game to the Clippers was fucking hilarious, but the only thing funnier was to watch them get absolutely fucking smoked by the dude that they traded away for Anthony Davis, uh, while Anthony Davis is, as Anthony Davis so often is, on the shelf. It's almost as though using Band-Aids to cover gaping flesh wounds wasn't going to work out, hey, Lakers fans, because the Lakers... The Lakers stink! They really do. That was getting booed in your own, like, own house... I mean, it happens to me all the time. Old mate, the squid. Dad walks in. Hey, what's going on? Boo. <laughs> but uh, just the vibes, I think, is the big thing. It's the vibe of the thing. Of the Lakers losing the Clippers in LA, backing it up with just like an insipid performance against the Pelicans. Not ideal. And it's a bad weekend. And then us. We're the final losers. Look, I think basketball at the moment is like wildly, wildly fun. But we've got two things sort of sticking out at the moment where it's like the foul calls have sort of regressed back to uh, where they were kind of last year. We started off the season pretty well. Now it's getting a bit fucky. And at the end of these games, we saw Clippers-Lakers, then Bucks-Nets. Like, it's just taking too fucking long. It just sucks all the fun out of the game. And it's just stupid. Like, the final 21 seconds of the Bucks-Nets game took more than 17 minutes. 21 seconds! It took... 17 fucking minutes. Clippers, Lakers. It's like, how long do you want to fucking review something? Just fucking do it. So after Andre Drummond, there's like a couple of awesome blocks by the Nets. They keep the lead. And then it's like fucking two timeouts, 33 substitutions, eight fouls, 19 free throw attempts, and one field goal attempt in 17 minutes of real time. 
but 21.7 seconds of actual game time. Like, it's just fucking gross. It's not basketball. Like, let's drag it all the way out. It's like, this just fucking played to the fucking awesome, you know, total. You wouldn't have this, but Jesus, it was pretty fucking bad. So we're weekend losers for that. Right, what about a uh, NBA Australia pre-performance of the weekend? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, Kyrie with the 38, 5 and 5. That was like one of those big reminders like, yeah, I guess you could say I'm kind of half back sometimes. Uh, but that was a massive game by Kyrie. And uh, some pointed uh, pointed commentary after. It's like, yeah, now I've got some dudes like who want to hang out and like, you know, make cuts. <laughs> As opposed to fucking uh, fat man who broken clan. James Harden who's like, I've given up the ball. Now I'm going to go wander over here and do nothing because I'm not touching the ball. So Kyrie, love that. Trey Young is, what, 17 to 24 from the floor, 41 points, 11 assists. He was massive in that big win over Toronto. Uh, Joel Embiid today against the Knicks, 37. He was just dominating. Like the way, the viciousness with which he fucking just yams some of those uh, dunks through, like he's rumbling through the fucking lane. And it was pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> it's... Like, if you're a Knicks fan, you're watching them going, oh, jeez. And then, of course, Jar Morant versus the Bulls. What a game that was. Uh, so, overall, we're going to have to give this one to Jar, I think, because the way he took apart, ostensibly the, the best team in the East, uh, it's like basically, what, them or the Heat? And Jar just goes, I don't care. I'm going into Chicago, the home of MJ. I'm going to come in, kick some ass, and take some fucking names. And there's very little, nay, nothing, you can do about it. And the Bulls are like, oh, God, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> it was incredible. Like, what a performance. To beat the Bulls on their own floor, to have a game where you go, what, 15 and 28 from the floor, 3 or 4 from downtown, 13 and 15 at the line, 46, 4 and 3. Jar Morant. That is a fucking performance, I'll tell you that much. And uh, so Kyrie, Trey, Embiid, Harden. Joker, lots of good ones this weekend, but Jar takes the cake. Holy shit. What about Spot of the Night? Spud, 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 but the Pelicans still won, which is pretty gnarly. Kevin Love goes 1 of 10 against the Wizards. LaMelo today gave it the Kobe Finals MVP shake. 6 of 24. Give him the Finals MVP over power. Uh, Jordan Poole against the Mavs goes 0 of 7. The Raptors. Oh, geez. Siakam goes 3 of 13. Fred Van Vliet goes 3 of 12. That'll lose your game. Mook Morris. Oh, at least Mook did something fucking handy this year. Thanks, Mook. Because what did he shoot? Yeah! On you, Mook. Uh, it's the only good thing Mook Morris has done all fucking season, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but it's probably got to go to Julius, Julius Randall. 2 of 15 against Miami. 0 of 4 from downtown. 11 points. Against Philly, he shot 4 of 13. 1 of 4 from downtown for 16 points. And it just feels like every time they give him the ball... Look, Russell Westbrook is uh, hitting this point as well. Look, and you know me, I love fucking Rusty. But the fact that Mook just went, what, 6 of 28. 
<laughs> in a weekend. That's some pretty spud-worthy shit. But at least, like, Rusty, I think the big problem is, like, every time he's getting to the hoop, like, he's missing. He went 5 of 15 today. Rusty is uh, definitely, obviously, not covering himself in glory. But, I mean, Randall, there's just something completely off about his games at the moment. And I don't know. I don't know if you can fix it. It's like, very clearly, last year was the outlier. And now, we're back to Spud Randall. So, Julius Randall for going 6 of 28 over the weekend. You're Spud of the night. Who's old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Jay Crowder throwing that ball away today. It was pretty bad. Uh, He had hit the three just before it, though, to uh, keep the Suns in that game against the Az. But (laughs) it did feel like it's like, does Jay Crowder have money on this game? He's like, well, I've got us under the three and a half point spread. Oh, no, I fumbled the ball out of bounds on the pass. It was so egregious. Like, you'll see this probably once or twice a season where there's just like that half sort of second brain fart that, I don't know, when you're playing hoops, like, considering that we're all shit, like, it happens to us all the time. You're like, ah, I'm going to fucking telegraph that pass. Or I just sent that pass into the fifth row and uh, Crowder just sort of, like, threw it and just, like, you could see him, like, grasping it back in his brain as it was leaving his hands and just sailed out of bounds. Uh, but, yeah, that lost the actual game for them. But, really, I think uh, the old mate no-mates already has got to be Harden and Embiid in Philly, right? Like, everybody is already on him. Like, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, there's too many free throws. There's too many free throws. I think the funniest aspect of all of this is that Ben Simmons couldn't make a free throw. And now the entire fucking NBA, Twitterverse, whatever, fandom are just like, ugh. All the Sixers do is make free throw. <laughs> so I fucking love that. Pantsing of the weekend. Ah, oh, a couple of pantsings. Duncan Robinson got yammerated on by Devin Vassell. Holy shit, just came flying in. And Dunkey is just like, oh, God, I've made a horrible mistake. Bang. And uh, obviously Christian Wood going for the game-winning uh, vibe at the end of that Clippers-Rockets game. And Zoobs just puts his hand in the middle of it all and just goes, nope. Sent him fucking packing. So uh, enjoyed that. That was definitely a pants in Christian Wood. Okay, hey, what ScoMo's got for hanging out with that dipshit fucking Piers Morgan? Uh, who was better than Alonzo Ball on the weekend? Alonzo <laughs> was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, how about some Tyrese Maxey? He was fucking awesome today. It wasn't against the Knicks, though, so you got to take some of these with a bit of a grain of salt. But uh, 8 of 14, 3 of 5 from downtown. He ended up with 21-7-3 with a couple of steals did Tyrese Maxey. I just loved his game. Like, he plays so well next to Harden that you're like, ah, oh, hang on a second. We thought, like, he might be pushed aside a little bit, uh, Tyrese Maxey. But, I don't know, he's been really well utilized, I think, the last couple of games. And the other one is obviously DeJunte Murray, who just has been a fucking absolute ball terror uh, the last couple of games for the Spurs. He has been all season, obviously, but... He was absolutely unreal against Washington. 31, 13, and 14. What a game. What a game. 31, 13, and 14 in 43 minutes. They get the double overtime win. Like, that was pretty sick. So, <laughs> good shit, DeJunte Murray. There you go. DeJunte Murray, Tyrese Maxey, both better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. 
Dickhead of the Week. And uh, whoever fucking broke into Nathan Sobey's house and stole his medal, you dog. Give it back. Just take it into the cop shop. No questions asked. Don't be a fuckwit. Don't be out there stealing fucking Olympic medals. I don't. I shouldn't have to say this. <laughs> what is he doing? Or what are they doing? Holy fuck. Absolute dog territory. So give Sobes his fucking bronze medal back, you dogs. All right. So some Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. Yep, if you're in Melbourne, tell you what, get some booze in you. Go to the park. That's what we did yesterday. A couple of tins at the park. Nice uh, barbecue lunch with the fam. It was fucking great. Uh, and you can do that with some booze from thedailyliquor.com. Don't go get the Omicron from the bottle You don't have to wear a mask inside, which is nice. But, geez, go to the bottle Just, whew. Don't bother. Bring the bottle over to you at thedailyliquor.com. They'll drop it off at your door. Rona free. Off you go. You get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA as well. And away you go. So, Melbourne metro area, you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So, go check out thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYER, and you'll get a free sixer on your mate Jimmy. How good is that? It's free beers. Fuck yeah. All right, some yeah nahs where we take a bunch of NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, so this foul shit is pretty bad, right, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, look, fouls are fouls, and I want to see refs call them. But And, like, yeah, Harden and Embiid are getting fouled, but we're still sort of seeing just a couple of uh, fucky ones here and there. But, and I think that's what annoys me the most, right? Like, I want to see consistent refing all the fucking time. And if we can't get that, I mean, what are we doing? Because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, right, like, at the start of the year, I think we were almost... Everybody who was watching the NBA was just like, holy shit, this is fucking great. There's no more fucky, shitty, ticky-tack defensive foul calls where the offensive player initiates contract uh, contact. And uh, it feels like we've now done the inevitable sort of slide back into ticky-tack bullshit, which is what always happens with NBA and, like, rule changes or tweaks. We sort of go, oh, well, it's now a couple of months into the season. We just, we'll call it how we always call it because the other way is a bit harder. I think Adam Silver and, I don't know, he should have always have hired me as the Vice President of Common Sense, as I say. You know, low six-figure salary, that's all I need. But just to kick him in the ass, go, Oi, people are already complaining about Harden and Bede. Let's call it a little bit more fucking aggressively like we did last, uh, you know, the start of the year, where defenders can actually fucking play a bit of defense. Now, the Knicks Sixers game was a little bit of an outlier because I think a lot of that was actually... Fowley, but you look around at some of the other ones, you're like, oh, some of these are a bit fucking brutal, so let's figure this out. The foul shit for the <laughs> league is only going to get louder, though. Like The more games the Sixers play together, Harden and Bede, it's going to be a foul fest. That's fine as long as the fouls are there, but I don't want to see fucking foul hunting get rewarded ever, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so I enjoyed this one from the weekend as well. Jimmy, do you believe LeBron stays a Laker? 
So LeBron said on the weekend, I don't understand how some of my comments over the weekend was taken to a whole different area. I see myself being in the purple and gold as long as I can play. Yeah, nah, no fucking chance. Look, oh, I want to play play my last year with my son. I can't believe you took this out of context. It's like, what are you talking about, LeBron? This is your entire straw man bullshit done and done again. Oh, I can't believe my comments were taken out of context or taken to whole different areas. You said you wanted to play with your son. You said Cleveland basically had three All-Stars and then you could easily see yourself playing there. What the fuck? <laughs> so does he stay a Laker? Yeah, for the next year because he's under contract next year without a player option. Uh, have I said before they should trade him this offseason? Fuck yes. Get what you can. Um, but at the same time, I think this is the LeBron story. Like, there might be just one more year tacked on uh, where Bronny might be playing. Last one, are Denver now a legit smoky with uh, MPJ? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., if he's back, he's feeling good. The weirdest part is MPJ was so bad to start this season, then he's out with the back injury. Like, oh, was that why he was bad? you got to assume it was, right? Like... But if you do get MPJ from the second half of last season and maybe Jam and Jamal Murray is back and he's like ramping up and heading into the playoffs, he's like at 80%, maybe 90%. Like, holy shit. Would you want to play that team? Fuck no. Because like the way they've found answers around Joker and Air Gordon uh, so far this season is pretty insane. Like, And to add two fucking awesome players to that, it'd make them wildly dangerous. I mean, what did I just say about Harden and... Uh, Embiid, right? Like, you just put a couple of really good players together. They'll probably figure it out. Joker had that fucking frisbee pass, like, whipped it around, like, half court and then sort of bent around one of the other players uh, on Portland. You're like, holy shit. All Jam and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. need to do is, like, just stand in the fucking corners and <laughs> knock down some fucking corner threes and they might win the fucking title. Holy shit, Joker's that good. But goddamn, so they are legit smoky if... uh we do get the hints of Jam and Jamal Murray coming back. Just saying. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look. As prone as I am to hyperbole, <laughs> which is a bit, doesn't it feel like Anthony Davis isn't saving the Lakers? Like, they're just kind of broken. Like, AD comes back four to five weeks from now. Unless Rusty just goes on a massive fucking tear from here, the way he did in, like, Houston, the way he did in Washington. Like, they're going to get steamrolled by, like, if they make it through the playing tournament. If, like, everybody ahead of them in the West, you'd be, like, looking at that matchup and going, oh, yeah, the Lakers have got no chance. <laughs> like, zero. So if they win, if they're still, they'll probably be stuck in the, in the playing tournament. So they'll be, what, the seven or eight seed. So you're going to be playing, what, one of the Suns or the Warriors or the Grizzlies. You're going to fucking obliterate the Lakers. Like, what are we talking about? Holy shit. So when I talked about on Friday's show about like seven things I don't really care about, it's like we probably could have thrown the Lakers in there because <laughs> they fucking suck. It's like, oh, well, they've got Mallow, They've got Dwight. They've got Trevor Reza. Yeah, and they're all bad. Like, Mallow's fine, but he's like older and shit. Anyway, Outback Takehouse. I guess the unpopular opinion of the day is I don't care about the Lakers. They're just a bad basketball team, you know? All right, Outback Takehouse.
It's Monday, and our back, and you know what that means? Well, I went down the back paddock, saw Roo looking at me weird, and beat the fuck out of him. He nearly had me there for a second, had me in a fucking headlock, and was jabbing me in the ribs, but I got him in the end. And now he's up on that specials board. That's right, Roo Burgers. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... All of this Nets bullshit is 100% obviously an excuse so Ben Simmons doesn't have to come back before March 10 when the Nets play the Sixers. Only. But this isn't even a flame grill take. This is just very clearly what's happening. Oh, yeah, look, he's he hasn't done a high-intensity workout yet. Do you think Goran Dragic has done that many fucking... Mark L. Fultz, how many like high-intensity workouts have they been doing? Simo's been healthy this entire fucking season. He's been sitting out because of mental health, he reckons. Oh, my back's a bit sore, man. No, I don't, can't really do some work because my back's a bit sore. Watch March 11 roll over and it's like, oh, no, nah, my back's fine. Fuck, let's go. <laughs> Just, I don't want to play against Philly. We get it. Just fucking say, oh, yeah, look, he's aiming for two weeks from now because that's what we all know is happening. All right. Uh, take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Well, Australian Playwatch, we could probably start with the Boomers World Qualifiers. Uh, how good was that? Barely any training camp. We've uh, rolled Chinese Taipei. We beat Japan. Off we go. Led by my best mate, Nick Kay. Uh, the Australian play watch in the NBA, though. I mentioned Paddy Mills at the top. In that win over Milwaukee, uh, Paddy had... His second wildly rough game where he only scored one more point. Uh, 16 minutes this time, one point, one assist, 0 of 3, all of which were from downtown. Uh, yeah, three-point comp. So you see this happen in baseball a lot, right? They, uh, the hitters will go and play the home run derby and it fucks their swing. I'm not saying that Paddy Thrills' shot was completely broken by the three-point comp, but it might have been. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, it's a bit of a rough one. Uh, Benny was sitting courtside again. Love to see that. Tell you who's had a good weekend. Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tybal, playing next to Harden, next to Maxi. He's just fitting in really well at the moment. Uh, also handy that he's scoring a little bit more. Uh, so in that win over Minnesota, he scored 11 points. He had seven rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Went four or seven from the floor, one of which were from downtown, one of three. And then the win over the Knicks today, he had eight points, six rebounds, two assists, and again, three steals. What a defensive menace. I love it. Uh, this time he shot four of six from the floor. Uh, the two misses actually were both threes. So, uh, Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? In that loss to Utah, zero field goal attempts. Two points. Uh, two rebounds, rather. Zero points. That's why they lost. Didn't play Josh Green enough. And then today, played 13 minutes against Golden State. Went three or four from the floor. Six points, two rebounds. It was a plus 12, and they won. Is that a coincidence? No. No, it's not. Uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau played his first game in two weeks as well and that lost to Miami for the uh, Spurge. 14 points he put up. Bloody good, bro. Three rebounds, two assists, shot five of 11 from the floor. One of six from downtown. Jesus, Jock, where's the uh, long range shot? It's gone completely missing. Three of three from the uh, free throw line as well. And as mentioned at the top, uh, Josh Giddy has missed the last couple of uh, Thunder games with a hip injury. So, look, hopefully he's back soon and it's not too serious, but... Uh, because he had been on a, obviously on a massive tear 
three straight triple doubles and a 15, nine, and six, and then uh, the hip injury. So he's hoping he's all right, the Mop Top Mumba. Right, let's do an Andrew Goes Grand Mumba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grand Mumba Clap it up. There you go. Clapping it up. Um, I'll tell you what. We could obviously go Jar. Jar's been incredible. Demar Rosen, 10 straight 35, uh, 30 plus point games, which is pretty gnarly. But uh, on the weekend, Trey Young had 41 and 11. And I do love to give uh, <laughs> Trey Young a bit of shit. But so that's his 22nd career game with at least 40 points. That ties Tracy McGrady. For the sixth most ever, ever, for a player under the age of 24. That's been pretty pretty awesome. And he had his 10th career game with at least 40 points and 10 assists. That ties, or actually passes MJ for ninth all time. 40 and 10. That's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a bit of outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. But I do love to give Trey a bit of shit, but like when he was on, like he was against Toronto the other day, god damn, it's like he, Steph, there's not too many other folks out there that are uh, really shredding, but I think the assist numbers have really, really sort of solidified over the last month or so, and uh, Atlanta have gotten a bit more consistent, I think, consistent because of it. Basically, since like mid-Jan, they've been, he's been playing awesome, and so have the Hawks, so good stuff. Trey Young, that's a... Uh, Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence for you. Right. How about a bit of a Patty Mills Game Day Ball Game Day Twitter check-in. And this one is actually a great one. I really enjoyed this because uh, I saw it pop up uh, from Melbourne United and how they've got like a sensory room uh, for families and kids. Uh, and Joe Ingalls then retweeted it literally like, I don't know, 20 minutes after I saw it pop up. And uh, it's really cool. So Melbourne United tweeted out, we're proud to announce the unveiling of our new sensory room at John Kane Arena. The sensory room will be available for children and their families in an inclusive sensory environment to watch the defending champions live in a quiet, comfortable space. And you can read about that more. Uh, obviously, Joe Ingles has been behind the push to have that at, uh, is it Qualtrics Arena, whatever the fuck it's called up there in Utah now. And... Vivint Smart Home Arena, I think that used to be. But uh, Jingles retweeted that saying, well done at Melbourne United, more stadiums to follow, please. Love it. Uh, he's also had a big one uh, over the weekend as Jingles saying, I'll send you my address for my coffee. Thanks, Josh Hart. Uh, <laughs> Josh Hart, obviously hanging out with uh, him now in Portland, which is funny. And uh, Joe Ingles saying, Brisbane, Brisbane, please help with any information that you can get Sobes' bronze medal back. Retweet this, any info helps. So out there fighting the good fight. Love it. All right. What do we got now? Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? How's the weekend? Ah, the weekend was awesome. Too many beers at the pub on Friday. A few beers on Saturday afternoon. A few beers on Sunday night. A few beers Sunday afternoon. Maybe that's why I'm feeling so washed today. It wasn't just, you know, the fucking CT scans and shit. <laughs> But either way, uh, pretty gnarly. Good weekend. And uh, of the picks, we went 14 of 24 on the weekend, which is pretty good. Uh, Yeah, 14 of 24. You fucking take that every day. So we land on 517 
for the year of 893 picks. So we are cruising. Tomorrow we have seven games. A couple of tasty ones in there as well. Minnesota at Cleveland. That is actually a sneakily awesome game. A couple of good young teams, a couple of good bigs. Uh, Minnesota are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Cleveland. I might have to go with Minnesota just for the sake of the fact that Minnesota actually has some guard play, whereas the uh, Cavs struggle town at the moment. Uh, so give me Minnesota to get a bit of an upset. Indy, they go to Orlando. Now, this is just a wild game. I'm going to take Orlando at home, minus one-and-a-half. They've just got like a pretty sort of tough, weird... Funky, hard-playing group. Indy, bit up and down. They're on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Magic. So, why the fuck not? One and a half points. Yeah, at home. Toronto, they go to Brooklyn. Uh, we mentioned their struggles earlier. I just think Toronto can probably still beat the Nets. Uh, this is the Nets, obviously, without Kyrie because they're in Brooklyn. No KD, no Simo. I'm going to take the Raps. I think they're going to get right win here. They're three and a half point underdogs. Uh, sorry, favorites at home. Oh, no, in Brooklyn. Jesus. Jimmy, get your head straight. <laughs> so the Raptors, three and a half point favorites. I'll take that. Chicago, go to Miami. This is a bloodbath game. I love it. I'm going to take the Bulls, plus three and a half against the Heat. The Heat have been awesome, but this is literally a top of the table clash in the East. And I think the Bulls, three and a half points. This could be an absolute superb close one. And I'll take the Bulls on the road. I could have also given a bit more shine to Tyler Hero. What a weekend he had. But um, still, Chicago, three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Give me that against the Heat. San Antonio, they go to Memphis. The Grizzlies are eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Spurs. It seems like uh, that might be a bit too much, but Memphis are going to fucking go hammer and tongs against them. So I'm going to take the Grizzlies minus eight-and-a-half against San Antonio. We have been tripped up a couple of times this season by San Antonio. They'll go on really good spurts where they always cover. Uh, but eight and a half. Memphis are just really good, and I think they're out for a bit of blood. So give me the Grizzlies. Charlotte on a back-to-back. They go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee or it's our Gonquid for the Goodland. I think it'll be the Goodland tomorrow. But I think the Hornets, even on a back-to-back, having lost disastrously against Detroit, will go in and just give Milwaukee a bit of a shake. So they're ten and a half point underdog, Charlotte. And I'll take that. And OKC hosts Sacramento, and they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. OKC could easily beat Sacramento, so I'm going to take the Thunder. Even without giddy-up, SGA could light it up and have 50 against the Kings. I'm just saying. And there you go. Wrap up all those games for you tomorrow, because that's it. Awesome. That was a good weekend to wrap up. It was a really fun weekend of basketball. I feel like I watched a shit ton, too, um, <laughs> in between feeling like shit. Uh, either way... Make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz uh, with our big Super Bowl wrap. We'll have a big free agency and draft wrap coming up soon. You've got Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Thanks for everybody who's uh, actually gone out and bought a T-shirt and a hoodie on your Jez. Good shit. Uh, NBAAustralia.com slash shop. It's easy. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app, manscaped.com. Use the code Australia there, 20% off from free shipping. TheDailyLicker.com. You heard that earlier. Use the code Australia. Get a free sixer if you're in Melbourne. Drink responsibly. Uh, download Noble from the App Store. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off there too. Uh, thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Also, check out Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, uh, Apple Music, whatever. However you listen to your tunes, keep up to it. Just do that and support Australian bands like NBA Australia does. 
Uh, and that's it for today. No skit at the end of it because I'm fucked and uh, <laughs> I just have had no time today. So uh, we'll have something. We'll probably have a deli review or something tomorrow. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Nah.